welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Chronicles of Mister. I'm Mister Pierre, and I am joined by a coworker of mine, a fabulous individual, an awesome teacher. He goes by the name of Mister P, so I am Mister P two, and he is Mister P one on campus. Um, <laughs> uh, the one and yeah, only Mister Capito. So it's great to have you here, sir. Thank you for having me, Mister P. Appreciate it. Pleasure Appreciate to be here. Nice, nice. Um, to begin with, like, what do you teach? How did you get into education? What is sort of your your story? Right. Um, well, for the last uh, nine years, uh, I've been teaching fourth grade math and science um, at the school we both teach at. Um, nice. Also, are we supposed to, can I drop names and things? Like, can I say you can do whatever you like. Okay, that was the other thing. I was like, uh, can I, okay, so yeah, I teach, I've been teaching math and science uh, for fourth grade for the last nine years at uh, GCS, at Gabriella Charter School that, where we work. Um, the year before, I was still at that school, but um, I did some like long-term subbing for a lot of teachers that were uh, on maternity leave. Um, and so I was doing like kinder first and second. Um before that, uh, I was coordinating after-school programs um, in South LA uh, through after-school all-stars, um, and that's kind of after-school programming is kind of really where I got my start um, through after-school programs and through after-school tutoring. Um, I actually got the start in education. Um, oddly enough, it was through uh, th- uh, when I was in my undergrad. Um, I was my best one of my best friends is is Native American and so I just somehow ended up in the the the, the American Indian Student Association Club at, at UCI um, uh, and so you know just kind of helping them out and, and you know and just doing whatever I can to, to to participate and help out and to learn also about you know Native cultures but um, we, we did some outreach to some organizations that uh, that were offering tutoring um, and so we went and just volunteered, tutored. Um, and that's kind of where I was like, oh, you know, like I've actually, this is like the, like a more formal capacity of like working with, with youth. And um, I fell in love. Like, it was just like, this is really cool. Like working with, you know, like a younger person, them getting like something out of it, you know, like them learning, you know, them growing them, like, you know, lo- those aha moments. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like, that. that's the driving force, you know what I mean? Um, and like, that's, I, I kind of experienced that there. And just like a really random like situation of just you know volunteering for that organization um at this just random I don't even remember where it was at actually it was some like Native American support center but anyway um that kind of sparked like a series of like other volunteer tutoring you know positions um which eventually got me into after school programming um and then that gave me the opportunity to work with like whole classes of students um and then to also like work with them in like in terms of like teaching things that I was into you know sports and like different things and um the 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 spark turned into a flame and the flame turned into a raging fire and you know my world burned down and turned into like you know in a good way you know it it just it kind of like just it ignited that fire man um and, and and here I am and luckily it's still burning so you know, I'm still going. Word, word. So what I'm hearing is that started off and the kiddos sort of have been the ones to keep you in this arena, so to speak. 
-hmm. Were you always in the arena of education? Yeah, I mean, for as long as I can remember, like for the most part, yeah. I mean, that started like, I, I started doing that, um, like my, it was actually, I think my first, it was still in the dorms. So it was my first year um, in my undergrad at UCI. Um, before that, uh, I had had like, you know, a, a retail job and like, a, I, I worked for like UCI parking, <laughs> just random jobs. And it was just kind of like whatever. And like, I was, believe it or not, I was like an aerospace engineer major when I first got into to school and I wanted to do like some totally other different things. Um, but like, you know, like, like, like college does to people, you know, it just kind of exposes you and opens opportunities, you know, opens your eyes to like, you know, what else is out there. And like, you know, growing up in Bakersfield, like I was just never an option. Like I, you see your teachers, but like, you know, every, anytime anybody was like, you want to be a teacher, it was like, no, like that's like, I don't <laughs> anything. you know, like it was like, you know, like more or less like, you know, like I was on the idea of like, like you got to get paid. Right. So it was like, mm. like teaching was like, not something you get paid for, or like, you know, paid well for. So um, it was never a consideration. It wasn't a consideration until like I started volunteering. And then it was like, oh, I don't need to get paid. Like, like I, I'm getting paid in a completely different way when I'm, when I'm working with these kids, you know what I mean? And so like, it was, it was like, then it was like, oh, okay, this is what I can do. And then from then on, it was kind of like tunnel vision, like just in terms of like working with with youth like it wasn't necessarily like you know I guess like teacher was like when I that's at, at the start I was like yeah like eventually yeah I want to become a teacher but it was really just like you know different ways you know is it tutoring is it like I did a lot of like summer programming and stuff like that and uh, like summer camp summer programming stuff um, as well and you know different ages too right so like you know from the little ones I actually when I was going through credential programming I wanted to work with middle school students like that was my jam that's what I wanted um and then because of Gabrielle actually because of GCS that they had what they had open was in elementary so that's how I just kind of ended up there and then it, well, I guess it was kind of like the sparking and it was like oh you know like these little ones are kind of cool you know like fourth grade you know I can dig this like they uh you know they're not like helpless you know they, they they need they definitely need to learn how to do things and they need the support but you know once they get there man they they're pretty cool kids at that age so so yeah it's just kind of crazy how you kind of start one place and then it just kind of takes you on this journey and then you know wherever you yeah go. like listening to you and hearing your story I'm like man so much of this I'm hearing my own story in it because I earned my degree in biology um moved down to Emory, down in Georgia, was working in a lab, was doing great work, being paid decently. I mean, straight out of college, it's like, what's decent? If I've got a roof over my head and I got clothes on my back and every other month I can buy a new pair of kicks, like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, like, my principal investigator was like, Wooly, you seem to glow when you got to teach the undergrads and the graduates who come through. You might be in the wrong profession. I was like, you're trying to get rid of me? Like, am I losing my job? He's like, no, nah, no. Nah. I just know that if you don't love what you do, at some point, no matter how much you're making, like, it's just going to be like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Um, went to an elementary school, uh, a middle school rather, because it's it five through eight and started teaching, started at sixth grade math and was just like, oh, this, okay. And similarly to what you were saying, like, you get paid in other ways, like, just like the other day, fourth graders coming in like, Mr. Mr., are you going to be here in three years to be my teacher? Like getting those little 
little cards of just like, yeah, this is why I do it. Like, it's not so much only the money. I need the money to keep the roof over my head. However, yeah, we're paid in much, much uh, different ways. And I, the next question was going to be like, what keeps you in this work? But I think I know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't ask it anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, that, it's that, that aha, it's that joy moment that those kids get, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of, it is a bit addicting, man. You see it and it's like, you see the, it's like the start and end point. It's a little delayed, you know, in terms of like seeing it right away with, especially with some students, but like, you know, when those things click, when the gears click and then they're just like, oh, and then, then they're applying the things that you thought like they weren't listening to and like all this, man, there's like a lot to it, you know, as far as like, like what that aha is or, you know, what it really is. Right. And, and just, you know, seeing that look on the kid's face, the, that joy of like, I'm learning, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the learning, right. The experience of learning. Um, that's where I get my kicks out. Like just, you know, that's, that's where, that's what keeps me going. You know, like, otherwise, like, I, like burnout is real. And I, I've definitely gotten there. It's like an up and down thing, you know, like, considered like leaving many times many many times you know and then what always just ends up back you know is when I'm back in the classroom and the kids are like you know just just interacting with the students you know and you know like the the questions that they have the curiousness the you know the everything is just it, at the end of the day you're tired right but at the end of the day you're fulfilled right so it's yeah you know yeah. that's you said something that I remember too, like those first few years, I just remember going hard, like super dumb long hours, um, feeling that I had to go 110% all the time. A little bit of that imposter syndrome because I didn't go to like my four years weren't in education. So that first year of like, I know the math, that's not it. However, I'm not a quote unquote teacher. Or I didn't feel like I was a teacher that first year. Like, but what would be, I guess my question to you is, um, what would you tell your younger self? And knowing that you know you, and at least the way that I know me of like, look, you couldn't tell my younger self four things. It had to be like one or two things. Cause I was doing so much. I was always on the go, 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 go. Or feeling like I had to go, 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 that it would just have to be, if you can jump in your DeLorean, <laughs> slip that note, <laughs> write it, and then jump right back in to give your younger self. What would be that advice that you would tell your younger self? Like, I know you're going to be in this 10 years from now. However, if you could know this thing sooner rather than later, the multiverse would be happy. Right, right. That's such a, like, tough, loaded question um, as far as, you know, what I could say. Um Man, I think like one of the the things, you know, just to add on to what I was also saying, but like, I think one of the things that's like on my mind is, you know, this far into the game, man, um, and I, I'm sure you feel, it's just like, this is a, as much as we love this, man, it's, it's a job, right? Um, and like with any job, like you've got to find that balance of, you know, like, you have other things to do other than this job. And like, I think as I got, as I've gotten older, you know, um, and my personal life has gotten more elaborate, I suppose, or, you know, just multi-layered it, uh, it just, it's just more of a, you know, of a factor, more of like a, a, like an issue, I guess. It's just that like, you know, as much as we love this, as much as, you know, our passion drives us, you know, we have to like, at a certain time we got to say like 
yo, our other passions have to start now. Like, you know, like we have to like, you know, shift gears and like you were, you kind of touched on like at the beginning of the year, you know, when you first start teaching, your hours are crazy. You know, you're trying to like, you know, you know, jump mountains or, you know, mm -hmm. leap mountains, you know, with, with the work you're doing. Um, and it's easy to like get into like a, like a loss of like just balance, you know, like work-life balance, um, especially like in a, in a job that we have that where it's like, you know, like we're saying, like our passion drives us, you know, like we love what we do. It's so easy to just continue doing it, <laughs> you know, and like, which is fine. But like, you know, when, when there's other things that need to be done and other ways that you need to be fulfilled, like, you know, it, it, it's important to like figure that out. And I think that's something that I probably struggled with, you know, over the last, I don't know how many years, you know, since I've been, you know, at GCS, since I've been teaching is just like perpetually trying to find like, you know, the balance of like, you know, how much can I give? you know, so that way I can give other places as well, you know, um, and, and just kind of have that, because, like, you keep going into it, and, like, um, you know, especially when I first got there at GCS, like, the culture there was crazy, it was, like, you know, you had to do X, Y, Z, one, two, three, everything, you know, like, all these things, like, all the teachers just had, it just seemed like everything was on lock, and it was, like, you know, like, if you weren't doing that, you know, the, everybody was way more experienced than me, too. Like, there was, like, a, they wouldn't let people teach at GCS unless they had certain, like, they wouldn't allow first-year teachers anymore. Um, and so it was, like, I just felt like, I, I had no idea, you know, it was, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying to, like, learn with you guys and just, you know, learn as I go. And, you know, that just adds an extra layer of, like, more hours and more work, you know, that we got to do, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, in, in hearing you, like, I remember that feeling too. And now that I've got a couple of years under my belt, like all of the teachers, whoever I, I have a conversation with, I'm just like, this is a marathon. Like yes. this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And if you see yourself being in a marathon, being in this work for the long haul, then what you just said there about that balance, like know what your balance is. And it, it differs for each of us. Like first coming in, if you're not married and you're single, it's like, this doesn't have to be everything. And it, hopefully your work shouldn't be everything, but you can give a little bit more. You get married, you have a partner, something's got to give. You only got 100% and you, you can't give all of it to, to work. There's got to be some for your partner. If you have kids and depending on how, how many kids, then again, like your 100%, your pie, so to speak, gets divided. And being able to say like, yeah, at the end of the day, if the end of the day is 3.30, I've got to be out by 3.45. Whatever your your time is that you set contractually with yourself, like say, hey, I've got to do this so that when I get home, I'm truly home. I'm not thinking about, <laughs> did I grade that thing? Did I, like, be home? Because I know in the beginning for me, those first couple of years, it was just like school, the tabs were open all the time, about <laughs> all the things that you got to do. And it's like, nah, you got to close them, <laughs> shut yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah man, you got to close those tabs, you know, at a certain time. Um, you know, you can keep like that, 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 you know, it is definitely a marathon. It, it's like, you know, like you could do that extra thing, mm -hmm. you know, and like learning how to like, find out like you know to be comfortable with saying you know what i'm i'm not going to do that right now it's yeah. going to until tomorrow man 
like it's a marathon like it can wait like it's not something you know nothing will fall apart nope. <laughs> you know the world's not going to come crumbling down like nothing's going to go wrong tomorrow in you know in class because like I don't have this you know like you you know and just trying to find out like what that is for you like what what are the gives and takes that you can have you know the things you must do the things that you can do and the things you should do um you know throughout the day man yeah. uh, but it's tough it's, it's definitely tough and I think what the the struggle is like as as we've been in teaching for long you know as I've been a teacher for longer um you know you get it's a lot easier like certain things become a lot easier you know what I mean like yeah. as uh, the the longer you're in it um it gets easier for sure um but then when you as you get older you know you start adding those layers to your life you know and and, and whatever worked before doesn't always work you know and so you always have to kind of revamp like what balance is and like you know what that is and I think you know back to your question is just like I think when I first got into teaching you would have told me about balance and I would be like come on man this is what I love like you know like that whole idea of like you know you love what you do and you'll never have to work a day in your life type of thing that's bullshit <laughs> you know like your passion your passion is your passion and that's for sure but it's still work you know what I mean? Like, this is still work. This is, you still have to rest. You still have to have energy for work. You know, you can't just keep on going just because you love it, you know, like, <laughs> and that's kind of like how it is, especially when you're, you know, you're really into it in the beginning. Um, those first few years, like we're talking about, like, you know, you're just like, go, 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 go. And especially if you're in a school culture like that, where like they, they encourage that, you know, like charter schools, you know, we're in that charter school game and that's, they, they, they thrive on that, you know, they, they, the, that's how charter schools are successful because they thrive on teachers pushing, 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 you know, when they maybe should be stopping and slowing down and, and chilling. So, you know, there's a lot of, forces, right. It's not, it's not just like, like your, like yourself trying to like push yourself forward and, and, you know, to continue. It's like, there's all kinds of factors that we deal with as, as, as teachers, you know, like the, the non in the classroom stuff, you know what I mean? So, yeah. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Having come from or having been in several different charter systems, and you're absolutely right that that idea of like you must, or f even if it's not explicitly said, that you must go 100% mm -hmm. all the time, which in and of itself is like, does that make sense? Like that, that's just not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Like that, to anyone who understands anything, like if you've done anything, you know, I can't go 100% 100% of the time. Like it's not going to be able this is going to be a one and done type of thing. So you saying the thing of, yeah, the charter schools used to thrive on that. And I think we're now at a point because of COVID um, where the realization of how you said, like you mentioned, love this job. However, not at the expense of my life or me not being able to come home and truly be home with whomever, whether it be a partner, whether it be a friend, family, whatever. Um, that that has to change. So yeah, I would agree a hundred percent. Like if I could jump in the DeLorean as well and go back and tell my younger self, like, this is not going to change in a year. This is not going to change in two years. I know we've had conversations about kiddos that I have now in seventh grade where you're like, yo, I remember homeboy in yeah. fourth grade. And for me to be able to say like, that perspective is great to know because what I'm seeing now were the seeds that you and the other fourth grade teachers planted. That's three years like and yeah. he's still not there yet he still has got a lot of work to do um however where he was and where he is three years and we mm -hmm. know next year when he gets 
uh, <laughs> you know, Jorge, JR or Mr. Revis, like, we're going to, I'm going to look at him and be like, yes, he's not in the same spot. Like he's doing a little bit better. Four yeah. years from, five years from now, we'll hopefully hear him saying, yo, I'm graduating. Mr. P, I remember myself back in fourth grade. <laughs> I whatever, whatever he's choosing to do, we can, we can say like, yo, we had this nine, 10 year envisioning plan of you. And now it's come to fruition. Like we're not like other professions where the turnaround of your hard work is like seen in a quarter or a year. It's like futureness. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the, I, like, I, that's what you're saying is, is probably one of the reasons why I've been at that same school for so long. Yeah, um, I've been able to see that right like there's there's definitely like you know we do a lot like kids grow a lot in your you know in a class like in, in a year right you know like but to be able to see them grow like you know from from a little kid you know and, and sometimes like they're little siblings so like I see I already know of them like when they're in first and kinder and then yeah. you just watch them start to grow like you know and it's like you know with the one that we're talking about with J.O. like he you know, a lot of things are the same. Like, you know, we talked about like, you know, there's some things just haven't changed yet, you know, yet, right? But like, there's there's been a lot, you know? Um, and, and to have, to know, you know, Mr. P that you, that you're able to continue the work, man, that you got the, the right mindset to, to, to understand somebody like J.O. and like what his needs are, you know, and, and how, to, how to approach him, you know? You know, there's, there's, there's some finesse to that. You know, there's some like, uh, you know, you, he's, <laughs> there, you know, there's no one fit formula for teach for kids, you know, like each one has like a, you know, certain angle, certain, you know, something you got to sprinkle on it a little bit, you know, just, you know, to make it, to make that interaction and to make those relationships sweet and build on them, you know. But um, you got to want it. You got, as a teacher, you got to believe, like see each kiddo and believe like each kiddo has that potential. And I, and that happens, I think, with time after a certain number of years you're just like oh okay i think it clicks because first year me definitely would have been like all right you you don't like me bet okay it's me versus you as opposed to pre present day me is just like you don't like me yeah right you lying you go yeah. love me you go exactly. love me all right <laughs> all right exactly. mission accepted let's that, roll a friend in front of your friends like exactly. <laughs> like so like right um, and it's, no. it's those kiddos who I know you know, like at the end of the year, they're the ones like, Mister, it was the best class ever. Or two or three years later, and I'm like, What was your best year? Best year was Mister Pete. And I'm like, Did you ever tell him that? <laughs> because I know any of those little notes, like we as teachers, at least for me, like that is like the fairy dust of like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. I may not see it in the moment. I may feel some type of way. When you talk out the side of your neck, but to know two or three years later, you mature and you're like, yeah. Mr. I really, in the mo like that to me is like, oh, that's golden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, being able to be at that school and like having them to still have that interaction, to still be able to see them after they leave fourth grade or even if, after they leave the elementary side of it, you know, yeah. as, as, you know, the awkward middle schoolers that they are, you know, <laughs> like, and just to kind of see all that, like, you know, like, despite like, you know, all the hormonal things and other things that they're dealing with like at that age like it's like oh they're still like they still remember things they still you know they're still like there was still an impact there you know and you can still see it mixed in with all the other all the stuff that they're that they're you know that, that they're dealing with you know and so that's that's a big part of it yeah i'm currently reading um 
uh, it's Oprah and I want to say his name is Bruce Perry. It's like what happened to you where they're talking about trauma and conversations about trauma. Um, and one of the things that they talk about is just like those first seven years being like so crucial and so important in being able to have certain connections and when you don't have it, like what the effects are afterwards. And like to, to know our kiddos, particularly now in these times of COVID, like going through so much to now be back on campus and like to see familiar faces, like that, that must be for both sides, both the teacher and the students, like, whew, this is great. This is great. Even when the numbers start to spike and you we're having like that roller coaster of like, when's the next wave or whatever, but to have kiddos on campus has been really, really, really dope. Yeah, man. I, I think the, with the, like what we're saying, man, like of a lot of teachers, you know, they thrive off of that passion and that interaction with the students, you know, working, we did a vision, when we were doing school virtually, like that passion was killed. It was like, well, I'm filming myself or, you know, I'm on Zoom and like, I don't, nobody's got their cameras on. If they have their cameras on, they're looking at something else and not paying attention, you know? And so like all those things, like the, the small little things, like the little notes, like the little, you know, the, those little interactions that, you know, kind of keep teachers like us going, like just it's so few and far between um it was a struggle you know and, and like you know it, like for this for them as well like they feel so disconnected and, you know like you know how it is now like this year like the behaviors that are coming out because of it you know just like that lack of interaction and you know understanding of what they say and what they do and how much that matters um you know it's gonna take some time but I think like that's the cool thing is like teachers who have had like who've been in the game for a while like like mean you like they you understand that on a different level mm -hmm. right like you can you understand like like so like the behaviors that we might see this year in terms of like you know like any type of attitude or like pushback and things like that like you know beginning teacher like first year teacher it might be like oh you know this disrespectful little you know okay <laughs> you know and like you know just kind of taking it personally right and like taking um you know, like expecting like a certain thing from those students as far as like what they should be and what they, you know, and of course, like we have expect those expectations and like what teacher doesn't have expectations, you know, uh, you know, but it's just like, like, like how those expectations of how students should interact and how they should interact with you beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year, and how that all like works out, like, you know, the like little nuances of that, um, you know, like that gets, you understand that more as, as you get older, as, you know, as you've been in the game longer you know, the more interactions, the more experience you have with them. Um, and so like being able, you know, so the behaviors we see now, like, you know, with J.O. or anything like, you know, you could easily just be like, what the, you know, like, how, what do you do? You know, but then like having a teacher like you, man, like for him, that's really important, you know, for him to have somebody that understands like, you know, him, you know, and like how to like work with him, you know, and not be like upset with, you know, not, not come at him in a certain way because like, you know, he's doing things that like most of the other students, you know, like we wouldn't expect those, a lot of things that JL does from any other student. And, you know, probably for other students, if they did that, we'd be, we'd think of it in a different way, but, you know, being able to like understand whether it's him or like any other student and, you know, understanding like what some of those interactions actually mean, you know, yeah. like you said, like, oh, you don't like me? Oh, yeah, you do. You know, like there's like, it's like, okay, like understanding like 
where, where what it is and not taking that stuff personally. Yeah. And what I'm hearing you say is like, as a teacher, your rituals, your routines, your, your class setup, all of that is important. But all of that means jack squat if you don't have a relationship with the kids. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it goes totally out. The, and the only reason why I can say and do certain things with the kiddo that we're talking about is because in the beginning of the year was like, as quickly as possible, learn as much as I can about you. What are the things that you care about? And for me to show that, oh, I hear you and I see you. Like he loves his younger brother. Me being a, a brother as well and having younger siblings, I'm like, bet. I'm here on the West Coast. Most of my family is on the East Coast. I know what that's like to like look out or want to look out, want to take care and like him to write that for me to ask him certain things and him to share on his page of like, all right, here's the math and science that's done, but here's this other thing that I'm really into for him to tell me about this or us to go back and forth about your Celtics are going to lose, mister. Your Celtics are going to lose. And I'm like, you might be right, but if they win, I'm going to come in and I'm going to tell it to your face. I'm going to scream it on the playground. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and have those, because like, that's the thing is like some students, you know, like you'd be like, you can't like talk to these students. You, you know, you shouldn't be talking to a student like that. It's like, well, it's different because you have that relationship with J.O., right? Like, you know, you, you can, you can jab at each other and you can have fun, but it's like, he, it's not disrespectful, right? No. Like, I guess, I mean, you, if you, if you probably saw like me and J.O. or maybe even you and him, like, like interacting and you didn't know like uh, how anything about him or you didn't know anything about like the relationship that you might have with him like you probably be like yo like that's rude hey, like, right like you should you let him talk to you like that or like you know like, like that you know you'd be kind of like shocked by that but it's like I think both of you both of us kind of have that like where we understand like that's not that's not disrespect. That's love. Like yeah. that's you know he's not gonna go. He's not gonna be shouting and saying those things to anybody. He does that for certain people. Like yeah. you know, like he understands. Like there's a relationship there. Yeah. You know, it's just maybe not something that is normal or you know conventional, right? But it's important. And that is what I'm hoping we can change. Because when I look at our kiddos, and I've seen this before at other schools where there are teachers who come in, they'll look at the kiddos and be like something similar to what you were saying earlier. I'm the teacher. You should respect me the way that you come at me. And it's like, my guy, as a human being, or my lady, like, why do you feel like you are owed that and like the kiddos are not? Right. right. And that's the part that, like for anyone listening that's a teacher, it's just like, yeah, you, you just being the teacher, however many years that you've gone through school, that doesn't make you an authority for them at all like you gotta earn you gotta earn it the same way that you want that they want the same thing too because a lot of our kiddos unfortunately have had teachers come in are there for a month or two and I'm sure you can attest to this because you've been at our campus longer and then are gone and it's like why am I going to invest in you give you all this respect and then in three months you're going to dip out for whatever reason whatever your reasons are with valid or whatever um but they are left with having to rebuild. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, that, that, oh, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah I mean, you can't, uh, I guess it's, it, it's like that earned respect, 
right? Like you, it's just not given. Like you, you kind of have to to earn that from them. Like you be, like you said, like you being a teacher is not, not like that's just your title, right? Like that just means that you're you're the responsible one in the room. That like if something happens, it's on you. You know, like you're the one that's like you know you're you're the one overseeing it, right? Um, but as far as like you know, if that means like they need to do anything for you, like you got to build that. Like that's you know that's like. That's management 101 you know what I mean like you gotta like you know who cares like yeah everybody knows you you know well like it's expected you raise your hand but like that's like you know the what does that mean you know like having those meaningful like you know procedures routines like expectations that like you know that make sense that like you know are worthwhile but at the same time are like based in your relationship with them I've I've seen a lot of teachers that are like, you know, it's like I'm the teacher, I'm this like I'm like the king in here, like, you know, type of thing. And it's like it must be a certain way, and there's no real rhyme or reason for it. And it's like they struggle all year long. <laughs> and I'm over here like, I, I told you so. Like you just gotta I feel like, value for you, son. I got yeah. 99 problems. That's not one. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like if you want to know anything, let me know. And um yeah so like the 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 tidbit that i was giving um one person as we were walking from the the parking lot to campus was just like if you were a 20 year old veteran in this game in this work and then covid hits if you're used to do used to be doing it like the pre-covid times and like you can't like you mentioned shift your thinking like yo i can't do it the same way that i was doing it because it's different. Then you're going to feel like this is not it. I can see you floundering another year or two and be like, all right, I'm done. Wash my hands. I've done my 20 years. I'm out. However, if you're a first or second year, you're like, this is all I know. I, I know, I know of one teacher. I think um, the teacher who works with you in fourth grade, like this is either his first or second year. Like he only knows like zoom and now on campus. And when I see him, I'm just like, he's doing good. He's doing good. It's not perfect, but he's doing good. Like, I'm like excited to see the next couple of years, knowing that, look, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to, you're going to learn. You're going to learn. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like watching like John Morant year one, year two in college. And you're like, okay, kids got some. And now you see him now. You're just like, yeah. You haven't got over the hump yet, but you, you've got it in you um, to be, to be great. Um, got to trust the process, like, like indeed yeah. says, you know what I mean? Like, cause it is yeah. definitely a process. Like I, I, I hear you, like I, I watch him and it's like, in the beginning of the year, I was, I was really trying to like, Hey, I got, you know, I got, I got this over here. I can show, let me show you this. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like, I, I think I got some, you know, um, but I think like, you know, like, like we said, it's a process. And at that point in the process, you know, man was not ready. Um, and, you know, he'll get there, but it was just yeah. kind of like, it, like it was, it was apparent that it was like, that's just too much. Like what your, you know, your level on, like where you're, where you're at right now in the process is like, you know, you're, you're focused on other things. Right. And, you know, things have to be in a certain way. So, you know, you'll get there, you know, exactly. Yeah. Like, like you said, you'll get there. Like, it'll just, in a few years, you know, we'll, we'll see where that's at, you know, and, yeah. and how that grows. Yeah. Cause yeah, for sure. I, I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. If I were to ask you, um, if there's a book 
that you are reading or have read where you're like, love this, what would be that book? This is the one I had trouble with because like, man, because like how much do I honestly read out of, you know, joy and just recreationally, you know, when it's not for something. Um, it's been a while, but I, I remember like one thing that a few, one of the few books that, that stand out um, that I read somewhat recently, my adult life, I guess I would say, um, uh, The Four Agreements. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Oh, yes. Um, That's that book, like, um, what's his name? What's his name? He wrote also The Alchemist, right? Don oh, McGill yeah. Luis. Did he, is that the same as Alchemist? No, no. Oh, okay. like, yeah, I know I know the book that you I can see the cover I can see the cover yeah 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 um yeah it's called the four agreements and I remember that one hitting me hard like that one in terms it was just it's a lot about like your outlook you know um on, on like other people your relationships with other people like your interactions with them um and you know not taking things personally mm-hmm. you know um, just you know being true to your word you know being you know and it just it was like it's just it hit me in a lot of ways in terms of like, you know, this is like what we deal with as in, as a teacher. Right. Yep. You know? um, I remember it would talk about like, you know, uh, being a mirror and like, you know, this, this concept of like idea, like how, you know, the interactions that we have are just reflections of like our interactions with others and like, you know, like the things that are happening to us. Right. And there's no need to take things personally because it's like, you're just reflecting what has already been reflected off of, you know, other people right like you know people like deflecting things and like you know their issues you know so you're getting like you know I'm not mad at you I'm mad at like something that happened but like I'm still bringing it into you right and like you know how that affects us like in the classroom you know like how often you know do some teachers you know take their personal life and you know you know bring it in the classroom and how that affects and that goes into like what I was talking about earlier man you know as far as like finding that balance you know because like as you get older like you know understanding that it's a job and that there's other things that you need to do, you know, you have to, part of that is like, you have to be fulfilled other places, right? And, and like, you know, you have to, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought, but like, uh, you got, it, that book was like a big, like a game changer for me in terms of education and, 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 and teaching. Nice, nice, nice work. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's not about you when the kids do or say certain things like oh that's got nothing to do with me <laughs> i just happen to be the person who's in front of you and therefore you're able to to say to me so be it kiddo so be it but i i can see in here that that's not about me and also co-workers co-workers too be saying some stuff where it's like oh oof, oof. <laughs> yeah definitely and you know like i think one of the other agreements was like don't take don't oh uh, don't any, uh, don't make any assumptions you know and that go, kind of goes into it too like you know there's a lot of things that we can assume mm. you know, students with our even with our with our with our coworkers, um but just understanding that like there's that has nothing to do with you in terms of like you know like you know they're dealing with something completely different like that's <laughs> it doesn't reflect on you in any way you know like they're they're bringing in their own experiences their own like you know values and everything and all of that is reflected in what they do um and it's nothing to take necessarily personally um it's really important I think. cool cool love to finish off asking guests because i'm a lover of music 
and maybe we'll throw in movies as well. But uh, your top five musical choices, they can be artists, they can be albums. What would be, what would make up the Mr. P playlist? I've been trying to think of like solid songs, but I can't, man, because it varies so often, you know, in terms of like my mood, it varies in terms of like, you know, just, just seasons even. <laughs> um, like I'm a, like forever, uh, K-Day is on my, uh, uh, K-Day is on my, um, on my radio every, anytime I'm in the car, if I'm not okay. listening to my own music, um, I'm really into a lot of, I'm older. So like, you know, I'm into a lot of like nineties hip hop, um, older hip-hop uh that i can get into uh la too you know so a whole lot of like dre tupac um throw any of those legends out you know in there um but then i guess like there was a whole you know like i said like it goes into different times right so like you know we if we talk about like you know linden in college you know, Mr. P in college and, and everything, like it was all about like underground hip hop, you know, um, a lot of like LA local underground hip hop um, that I would get into. Uh, so yeah, everything from like dilated peoples to like like living legends, you know, um, LA symphony, like a lot of old school stuff. Um, just that was that was my jam back in the day. Um, and then, you know, I, I <laughs> growing up in, 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 in Bakersfield, like, I, I don't know why, but, like, it's just gangster rap is, like, really big, <laughs> and that's kind of, like, so high school, like, that's where I got a lot of, like, my, like, love for, like, you know, Dre, Snoop, you know, uh, I remember Warren G, Regulators, like, I think I, I knew the words to that song, like, <laughs> well, to, to a lot of songs, but, like, I would be, like, shouting that one, like, I think I was, like, a freshman in high school, and I was, like, you know, walking around like I was somebody who's a little, you know, <laughs> the clear, dark night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, I don't know, I can't, like, so I can give you names of like artists, but it's hard to give you things. Like, um, then you go into like another part of my like uh, life where also kind of like an underground where I got really into like, like revolutionary, like political hip hop, you know. Um, I was a big Dead Prez fan, uh, Immortal yeah. Technique. I don't know. Well, yeah, you, you're from the East Coast. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're familiar with Immortal Technique. Um, yeah, just a lot of that. So it was just like, depending on the era of like my life, it was yep. like a different version, like a different like genre of hip hop, you know, that I, I've gotten into. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm uh, geeking out a little bit because I'm realizing as you were speaking that we were living parallel lives on different posts <laughs> like honestly like you mentioning like the college years like the college years for me were similarly like dead prez being introduced to dead prez you know black star most deaf black star most um, deaf oh my like, god like that uh, just my whole mind during college those four or five years were just like what and then once i moved down to to georgia after college then it was all that's when the South started coming up with Jeezy and Outcast. Well, Outcast, bro. Like, but like so many. It was yeah. You catch me at different times, at different decades. It's gonna be different things. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah, I think I think just now now that I'm older, like you know, since I've been in like my 30s and stuff, like it's 
it's definitely like like k-day all day type of thing like where it's just like i don't you know there's nothing specific it's just like old school hip-hop like you know 90s hip-hop you know mm-hmm. just older the new stuff too you know like you know like i'll mess with like like kendrick you know i'll mess with like joey badass i'll mess with like you know others like that but like I don't know. There, there's definitely hip hop. There, there's definitely hip hop out there that like I'm not into. <laughs> you know that I'm not a huge fan of. But like, you know, that's each their own. You know what I mean? That's that's the yeah. beauty of hip hop, man. Is just that it's like it's there is no like one style, man. It's, that's that's all about you know style and you know. So there's there's so many different parts to it, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> yep. I yeah, I need to, we I, we need to talk later about like like music, man, because because yeah. I feel I feel I feel you. I feel like we 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 jive on like a lot of music stuff. Same. Yeah, the same. Um, what was the last one? And then the last thing was, have you seen the movie yet? Um, Everywhere, everything, all at once. No, not yet. But I remember you had mentioned that to me. Um, I I think right afterwards, I, I like I went to my wife. I was like, have we? seen this before like and we looked it up and we're like oh no we haven't but we've seen it like we were looking for that so we're definitely gonna see when it comes out because it does when does it come it's like uh it already came out it's in theaters i saw it at the grove um oh i was looking at something and it was like oh i think i was trying to no i was trying to see if i can order it for home like if we could watch it here and it was something like a pre-order and i was like oh it's not out yet so yeah it's probably some theaters but definitely once you see it We'll, we'll talk we'll talk <laughs> okay. okay yeah i'll definitely I'll, I'll definitely get into it um it looked pretty cool yeah yeah awesome actress all of them um and actors just a phenomenal movie just yeah just dope just dope it's yeah. the what's her name um from crouching tiger hidden dragon yeah and- michelle michelle i'm blanking on her last name yeah 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 yeah, yeah and I'm then sure. the, the actor from Indiana Jones and Goonies. Yeah, from Goonies, the the dude. Uh, I forgot his name too, but yeah, I know. But I can see his face. <laughs> yeah, just they did, they did, all of them did. And then Jamie Lee Curtis, she did a dope job as well too. Like everyone who was in it, I thought did really, really well. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely. We'll, we'll love to hear your your thoughts on it. Um, yeah, and then whatever your your wife says too. Like we'd love to hear what her thoughts are on it as well. Yeah, I just think we want everyone to watch the movie. And then tell me, like, hey, what do you think? Because this is what I thought. <laughs> I have like a, a separate podcast episode for that. Just, you know, yeah. that's the topic. And we can yeah. get a bunch Let's of people just talk. Talk movies. Yeah. Word, word, word. For sure, for sure. Well, Mr. P, thank you very much for spending some time uh, to, to talk and chop it up. Appreciate you. Um, so everyone who's listening, thank you also. There were a couple wonderful gems that were dropped in this this conversation. One of always create authentic uh, relationships with your kiddos that's going to be matter that's going to matter the most and then more importantly have some balance in your life you can't go 100% all the time there's got to be some time where you got to pull back and whatever you haven't finished at work as much as you love the kiddos that's not a reflection of you being any less than a teacher actually that's showing that you have those boundaries which are fantastic um yeah and then you in recognizing that this is not a sprint, but a marathon. Nipsey knew it. Uh, he said it well. Yep. <laughs> that's another, another, another artist. Who, uh, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> another that's artist another who one. said the game. 
Um, yeah, and so thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the Chronicles of Mister. I am Mister P Two, Mister Pierre. He's Mister Pierre One, Mister Petito, and this has been another episode of the Chronicles of Mister. Appreciate you, and we out. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure chopping it up with you. Anytime. Anytime.